Hello everybody, welcome to Warped Zone, a podcast on sci-fi, philosophy, religion, politics, gaming, and anything else taboo. Woo. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we are tuning in on the very lovely uh, lawns of the home building. We are tuning in. We are here. We are here, that's true. Okay. We are here. Uh, yeah, uh, what is HostCo? Is we there... don't know. I think you can maybe do events here. Basically, I'm going to give you the nice version of why we're outside, and then I'm going to give you the real reason why we're outside. <laughs> So the nice version is that it's such a beautiful day today. It's stunning, I think, 23 degrees at Sydney University. And we just thought, why waste our time inside when we could be out yeah, with the flies and the, the bees and the flowers? Yeah. And the, no, 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 and no. then the real reason, Ben? The real reason is, I, I well, okay. So in any <laughs> suggestion of me going outside is met with disdain That's and true. utter contempt. He has one of those skin diseases every time the sun touches him and like the, the vitamin D reacts to his pigments. being normal. <laughs> Uh, no, I don't like outside. I think buildings are built so that we don't go outside. Yes. Mm. We've all heard about your theories and about the beach. why we shouldn't yeah. go to the beach, why we shouldn't go it's outside. It's a rejection of humanity. Yes. Yeah. Uh, no, so we're, we're outside because there's no rooms available. Yeah. So, so we yeah. decided to do a podcast by recording outside, uh, which is going to be fun. Yep. So you might get to hear some atmospheric noises. Throughout the uh, session, I might do my own noises and then you can discern whether it's real or not. The, ah, <laughs> ah, oh, what's that? It's the mighty eye-bye. <laughs> mighty eye-bye. The noble eye-bye, bin chicken. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a truck coming to unload boxes. Uh, yeah. There was a woman getting photographed behind us before. Yeah, for a wedding. Very nice. I think she's still there. Is she? Yep. I can see her, her lovely go. dress wafting in the There's no husband the or, or wife with her though, so it could be like Maybe. a, oh, like a be photo shoot. A, a oh, somebody to, coughed. It's probably the bride. Um, it could be a marriage to herself. We, we don't we don't kink shame. It's fine. No. Whatever. Yep. You can marry um, objects. You may marry, marry yourself. building. That's fine. Do whatever the hell you like. Yes, yeah, so uh, we can see our building actually from here, John Woolley building. Um, our building. Yeah, <laughs> the, the little cupboard <laughs> space that we're allowed to share with 20 other people. Yeah. We might even be able to see Ray from the window. Oh, yeah. Uh, is that his Is that his office? Or I'm not very side? good at knowing. No, it's the other side. Is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. We won't be able to see Ray. No. Anyway, hmm. Ben, what have you been up to? I think you should go first on your events. And really? I'll go. Yeah, because I always go first. Let's okay. mix it up a bit. Now right. we're outside. Cool. <laughs> hey, so I met with a guy called Ooh, Carrie. Carrie. Carrie, yeah. Carrie. Carrie, C-A-R-Y. Carrie. Oh, Carrie. That's Carrie. not a name. It's his name. Okay, sorry, Carrie. He's going to be so offended. Uh, no, no, carry on. Ca- oh, right. that's terrible. Get out. We okay. already are. Um, yeah, I met with Carrie uh, on Wednesday at Newcastle University, and I met him through the Game of the System guys on the podcast. Nice. He is doing his PhD. He's just started. Oh, I think I saw some murmurings of that on the chat. There is a murmur, yes. Yep. Um, the murmur has come true. Oh, Excellent. If you hear noises in the background, they're school children walking past or, or university students. They I'm look sure. very young. They are, yeah. They're probably on some open day thing. Yeah. Looking at this university thinking, will I go here or not? Maybe they're looking at us and being, this could be us. We could also could be. be yeah. This is why you should do the humanities, not STEM. Don't worry about the prospects of career potentials, <laughs> potentiality. Yeah, anyway, anyway. Um, <clears throat> Carrie. Yeah, Carrie. I uh, met with him. He's doing his PhD. He's just started, so he's writing down his topic and thinking about ideas at the moment about what he wants to study, so mm-hmm. in the infancy of that, which is really cool. And he wanted to um, meet up. Um, and we spoke about like his topic, um, what he's going to be writing on loot boxes. I might have an argument or a fight with him at some point in mm-hmm. a paper, which would be really nice. Yeah. Um, 
there's also academics like that sort of thing. So what in what in what way is he looking at loot boxes? Uh, originally, he was going to look at the marketing aspect of it. Mm-hmm. So how it's marketed to families and the the tensions. Is, that do you runs. mean are the loot boxes the ones that are within the game, or loot boxes that come kind of before? It's like you know how you can get gifts as well if you buy no, a special edition. The, oh, okay. So this is the microtransactions that you get oh, like yeah. digital content from. So you might get special skins for your character mm. and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I'm not a big fan of it. No, no. Really. I always just ignore it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the first ones that were famous were like FIFA with um, different kits and yep. stuff that you'd have and then players and uh, I don't like it. Yeah. Um, but that was that's cool. So you've got another mm. a protege. Not really protege, but yeah, he's he's cool. Uh, and then um, we on the weekend uh, I went bed shopping. We ended up buying the beds and then I bought a lounge from I there. I thought you'd already well. been bed shopping. I'm pretty sure two pods back we talked about you shopping for beds, bunk beds. We sort of decided but we hadn't bought it. So okay. now we've bought, bought the beds. Nice. Because I have the promise of the have you got some funds money? from, well, I've got the promise from Sydney Uni that they're going to process okay. my pay. Anyway, um, it's fine. Um, yeah, what, so did, did that. Did you buy it? So you purchased some beds? Purchased the beds. What do they look like? Um, they're bunk beds. Yeah. Are they space themed? No. <laughs> well, I want them to be space they're, themed. They're, they're wood. Oh, okay. Wood. Yeah. That, that could be like, I don't know, could be taboo. Taboo. It could be your thing. You might be really into beds. Yeah. So you like know. to go bed shopping a lot. You've been a few times mm. now. No, I don't. Uh, <laughs> um, last night I had a break. Um, so a I'm breakdown. Going, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> and I drank some, um, uh, some heavy Bock beer, which was cereal flavoured. Mm. And peanut butter flavored. Wow, sounds yeah. disgusting. Yeah, it was. Was disgusting. this two different flavors of beer? The same yeah, flavor? Two oh, okay. Because <laughs> yeah. cereal and peanut butter together. No, no. So I had peanut disgusting. butter first and then cereal afterwards. Okay. It was yeah. quite disgusting. I played a little bit of golf story. Um, mm-hmm. And yesterday I lectured at ACU on the church. Um, so on Kinonia or uh, communion. Not to um, be confused with Kinya Kunya, the bookshelf. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Should have thrown that in. There. I don't know why I didn't think of that. <laughs> uh, so that was a fun lecture. Mm-hmm. That was my first lecture for this unit. There's a potential that I'll be given um, this unit in semester two next year at oh, ACU. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, so that's going to be cool if I can lecture and shoot yeah. this. Um, and I spoke about like Martin Buber's ikdu relationship, the I-thou relationship, and Manuel Levinas, the other. So I was good. Like I, I snuck in some philosophy there. Nice. Um, yeah, so I did that. And then I've been reading this last week okay. um, and studying a little bit. Um, I've been reading a bit more of Camus. After last week's Camus. Yeah, you got inspired. I, well, yeah, I've always liked Camus. But what, yeah, I've, it's, it's coming up. What were you up. reading? I read The Fool. Yep. That's the last one, right? His last book, yeah. So it's about a um, Camus that is... Is it his fiction or his essay? It's a fiction, mm-hmm. but... So it, the protagonist is unnamed. He meets a guy called Jean ba- Baptiste Clemence. So John Baptist Clemence. That yeah. means the Clemence means call out. And this guy, he's he's like a guy that you meet in a pub. He's all like, you know, out there in the world and really happy and you know he's really. Oh, hang on. Is that still recording? Yeah, it's still recording. Yeah, he's really like out there in the world and you know. Um, saying hi to all these different people in the pub. Anyway, it becomes revealed that the guy sees a woman mm-hmm. walking near the um, um, the water inside Amster- uh, at Amsterdam, and then hears a splash, and then realizes the woman's probably jumped in, 
he doesn't want to jump in because he's going to die. And There's a worm wriggling in the grass. There's a worm wriggling. Oh, it's coming. It? It's, is it coming from my bag? I don't know. Have you got something oh, in there? This is why I don't go outside. See, this is terrible. Pretty, pretty gruesome looking. Mm. Anyway, yeah, so um, it's about the concept of guilt, the concept of being um, for another, and whether you can actually live selflessly, mm-hmm. which is interesting with today's story. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Because wait, sorry, after she so she commits suicide, what happens after that? Well, the guy Jean, Jean Baptiste, he um, he uh, like reveals after a period of time that this has happened, and it turns out he's stolen a painting from the pub, and he's done that on purpose, so he can be thrown in jail. How's and that related to the woman that kills herself? Because you can't go in jail for not doing something. There's, oh, so he's getting action he's like, and non so he's getting in trouble for the painting, but not in trouble for letting this yeah. woman commit suicide. Yeah, Is that yeah, the idea? Yeah. yeah, because with non-action, you can't. Are, are you guilty of something with non-action? Yeah. Um, and Camus says basically, we're all complicit with all of the sins of humanity at all times. Yeah. We just have to own up to it. And there's no confession if you don't believe in God and you don't have religion. Mm. There's no way you can go and confess and get rid of those sins. So Jean Baptiste is he's seeking someone to confess his sins to, but he can't. So the whole book is about this revelation of how he's feeling this and why he hears laughter when he's walking past the canals. And um, so he's sort of haunted by it. He's haunted by it. But the woman is not. Um, the woman's story is not considered here. So he is. Uh oh. Yeah. I know. <laughs> uh, no. So the, the guilt is not for the death of her. The guilt is on him for not acting. So it's all about the action mm-hmm. and only the action. Yeah. Um, which is really, it's quite fascinating actually. Mm. You know, do, do, does inaction, will you get guilty for inaction? Or, and is it possible actually to live for the other entirely? Or is that always a selfish act? Mm. It's interesting. But you also don't want to be too codependent either and do everything that everybody ever asks you. Well, it's not enough. possible, really. But, and then, even if you are doing that, are you doing that honestly? Mm. Or are you doing that as a proviso, um, you know, of, of uh, people thinking good things about you or something like yeah. that? Mm. We are joined on our, on our grassy knoll by two other students now. Yep, so uh, any background noise is not coming from us, but from other people. Mm. They might join in. That would be interesting. The conversation. Mm. I mean, I wouldn't stop it. They're having oh, their lunch. They're going to be using a small plastic bag to sit off. Because <laughs> it's a bit wet. <laughs> a bit wet, the grass. Watching two people construct like a little thing to sit on. Anyway. Um, um, that sounds interesting. I think it feeds in nicely with the story that we're doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I've really enjoyed reading that, following on from Sartre mm. and his work that I've been reading last week. Because you have a pod, uh, sorry, a lecture coming a lecture. up on Camus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I've got Sartre is tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I'll talk about um, Simone de Beauvoir as well a little bit. Yep. Uh, and then next week uh, I will talk about Camus. And reading these people and, and um, talking about them makes me want to learn French even more. <laughs> yeah. I love the French language. Yeah. I don't mind it. Magnifique. <laughs> I like it too. I like French people. I like going to France. People yeah. I met were quite nice. Like yeah. baguettes? Yep. I love baguettes. Uh, not the cheese, couldn't eat any of the cheese. Mm. No, I did actually. When I was in France, I was just vegetarian, so I ate a lot of tomato and cheese. I didn't eat any of those. No. Um, Fagra? No. No? No, duck um, All right. You done? About Ducks what that you've are forced feeding and they're are you ready so for me? inflamed and ready to blow up. Can we talk no. about me now? Yeah, sure. Let's talk about you. Okay. 
So I've been busy. I've been very busy. Yeah, so, you haven't told me anything. I know. I've been keeping it all secret <laughs> so we can say it for the podcast. I've been hanging around for an hour, filling time. I'm <laughs> like, so what have you been doing? Ah, oh, we'll talk about it later. Yeah, well, I, didn't, I wanted it all to be a surprise. Right, right. This better be good. Okay. It is. It's good. <laughs> okay, so I have been dabbling in creative writing. Yeah. Ah, so I've been writing. I've been writing my own short stories. Is that stories. what your post was on Facebook? I saw that come up. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. everybody see. I don't know. I don't even realize everyone sees all my things I do on Facebook. <laughs> I saw yeah. that. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah. that's interesting. So I've been dabbling. So one week we might be able to review one of my stories. Hopefully not. No. <laughs> That'll be good. I as love long your as support. you carry the, you know, as long as you explore the female characters and just, no, oh, yeah. oh, I like it a lot. <laughs> I just thought that that was fun. So I've been trying. I've That's written awesome. two short stories. Mm. Um, one is about um, uh, an old woman that lives in a planet that's been a dump planet that all the other planets dump all their rubbish on, and yeah. she sits there and recycles. It's like she's like this kind of old uh, woman that just recycles things, and she has all these little crab-like robots that help her to recycle and dismantle things. And basically, she is a. Anyway, I won't ruin the whole plot, but so that's sort of the premise of the story. It's that's cool. Her. And then another story I'm writing about is um, a cruise ship full of like the richest sort of highest strata of society that are basically on the cruise ship and then uh, asteroids hit and all the sea levels rise, mm-hmm. meaning that, that then they're left to repopulate the Earth, these old top of this like kind of um, rung of society and it's kind of like a comedy, like what would um. they do, how would they survive? <laughs> Because they're so, used to having so much done for them. And yeah, yeah, and they're not going to be able to they're do not any like, of the manual tasks. No, right? Or, yeah. so, that, so it's written from the perspective of a waiter on the ship and trying to deal with all these rich old people <laughs> and things like that. So that's kind of the premise. Because I just thought it was so funny because I'm a bit of a um, – I hate cruises, just generally. I hate cruises. I hate the premise. I think yeah. they're wanky. It's weird. old people go Yeah, old people, right? And yeah. so can you imagine if they're the last people, last vestige of humanity? Yeah. I just that's thought that'd be quite amazing. funny. So that's the sort of premise of that story. So that's oh. what I've been doing. Um, so how, how long are your story? Are you planning like story arcs and stuff? At the just moment, just short stories. So mm. I've got about 2,500 words written on both. Wow. Um, I'm not sure what I'm going to do on each yet. Um, what are a weird turn of events that you become one of these sci-fi writers that you're studying <laughs> and writing about? Well, that's what I kind of figure. So everybody I talk to is like, do you write yourself? I'm like, no, no, just write non-fiction. Mm. And I was like, actually, if I could write and get just a few things published, I could lecture in creative writing. Because mm. I don't normally like people to re- lecture and teach writing mm. if I haven't actually written anything. Yeah, so that's yeah. the plan. Um, plus, I used to write a lot in high school and then I stopped. Um, mm. So I'm trying to get back into it. But there's, I'm now I'm in all these writing, sci-fi writing groups. I know there's just a lot of people they publish for just themselves and the books yeah. aren't very good. So I want to also not be like one of those people that are like, read my like eight part series on this shit. So I need, I want to write good stuff yeah. rather than heaps of shit stuff. Does yeah, that yeah. make sense? So yeah, so we're doing a bit of that. Even if you prolifically write though, there is a chance that the majority of it is going to be, you know, you're not going to be happy with. Or yeah, of course. But yeah. if even if I got some of it self-published, like yeah. it'd be enough to be able to teach a workshop on it. Do you know what I mean? So I guess that's kind so, of the idea is just trying to expand um, and it's an interesting concept, though, as well, like being involved and becoming the subject of your own study. Mm. Well, it's hard you, to would not. you develop a game? Sort of the uh, no, no, no. But I did the opposite. So I, I never really thought to lodge scores on Twin Galaxies until mm. I started yeah. talking to these people, and I was like, oh, okay, I'll have a look at those games which I used to play, and I ended up like achieving nine world records, different yeah. games and stuff. So yeah, and I did that because. Really, it was because of my PhD. Yeah. Mm. I'm just stretching my legs out. I've got pins and needles in my <laughs> Can you still hear? Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, so, that, I've been doing that. And then, um, I I may or may not have another cat. <laughs> what? Third cat? <laughs> yeah, so, what I think I have to... 
add a caveat. So, Ben. A caveat. A caveat. Yeah. You know me, right? Yeah. If you said tomorrow, uh, there's been an emergency, I need you to come <laughs> and help me and look after my kids for a week, I would be there, right? Yeah. Like, I'd drop uh, everything. Yeah. I would. Kids, yeah, maybe. Yeah. I would. Yeah. Anything you needed, I would be there. You said Cats. I need to work at your shop for Cats. a week? I'd be there. Cats. What? You'd be there first. Cats, I'd be there. I think there's, there's a no, order wait, of priority. Hang on, here. hang on. The story's not finished. So, mm. But, you know, I'd do anything you yeah. asked me if you yeah. needed help. I'm that kind of person. Then you add animals, right? Mm. Then you add animals to the mix. Mm. I love animals. Anything there's an animal need. So I have yeah. a friend now that knows this, right? So she knows that I will do anything for anybody. Oh, shit. And... I love cats. Yeah. So she just keeps asking me to look after cats and I keep taking them on. So we have another it's cat. the same person that you took <laughs> yes. the other cat from. <laughs> yes. So. What the fuck? She's going to keep finding these no, cats. No. Okay. So I have a cat. Yeah. I have Ethel. Ethel oh. looks like she's going to another home. So that's okay. So okay. I've got a, a, someone coming on Sunday to take her for a trial. Uh-huh. And then I have another cat. This cat had pyometra. So she's recovering from a surgery. So she's just sitting on the balcony. Sounds like a Greek term. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Mm. Oh, there's some, there's some currawongs having a discussion in the Aren't tree. Are they magpies? No, I'm pretty sure that's a currawong. They look like magpies, similar, but less white. Huh. Anyway, so I have a cat on my balcony, but I'm going to release her back to the streets. What? On your, your balcony? Oh, she's going to get, yeah, um, because I didn't want to interrupt my other two cats at the moment. On your little tiny balcony? She's in a cage, yeah. It's not ideal. That's not good. But she's recovering from surgery, so she needs to be stationary. And she's feral, like right feral, like bite your hand off kind of feral. So. Why have you got her still? I just, she needs to heal. If I put her back in a colony now, her, she could get, she's had a um, desexing, uh, fine, uh, sorry, midline desexing. So if, if it's not healed, it can get reopened. Anyway, yeah, right. so that's what I've been doing. So I have another cat. I just thought that was, you'd find that funny. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, How's Tom? Be Tom's okay with it. Off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He'd be so um, So yeah, you, so you didn't talk about your retro game day, but oh, I oh yeah, we did that too. I didn't go to that because I have my friend's David and Gail's sixtieth. Oh, sorry, Gail, my friend's Gail's sixtieth birthday. Mm. So I went to that. That was really nice. They uh, had it in uh, Marrickville, and it was sort of like uh, big. Like they'd hired a venue, and that was really nice. Mm. And we gave Gail the original painting from our logo. The be a Blue Moon Apiary logo. Oh. Yeah, so I got my friend Tilly who painted it to send us the original and I gave That's it to nice. them. Yeah, they really she really liked it. Oh. That was really nice. And then what else did I do? Oh yeah, I drove to Tamworth. With, Tom and I went to Tamworth on Thursday. <laughs> yeah. So on Thursday yeah, after, right. I finished tutoring at seven and then um, Tom picked me up and we drove through the night to Tamworth. Oh, and you saw Tom's parents. And saw Tom's parents because it was Tom's oh. mum's birthday. Yeah. So we did that and then How drove back on Saturday. It was actually a good time, amount of time, I think, to be <laughs> a, day in a, a day in a morning. And we stayed in a hotel. That's my well, my new rule. Yeah, that's good. I just think you need your own space as adult. Yes, for sure. So we did that and that was nice. Uh, it was a good amount of time and then we came back. Um, and I, what else am I doing? Oh, yeah, I, Tom and I, we managed to sell our 20-litre bucket of honey. Yes, for $200. Do you have a 20-litre bucket of honey? Yeah. It's it, a lot of honey. It's a lot of honey, but it wasn't. It wasn't. Tom got the shits of harvesting it properly. He didn't want to mm. filter it anymore, and so we're selling it unfiltered. Okay. So they have to do it themselves, and it's crystallized, and it's pretty bad honey. So those okay. things combined, I was selling it for real cheap, and just said, "Please take it." And no one was taking it, so we're just sitting with this big, thirty-liter bucket sitting in the corner of the house, <laughs> waiting for it to sell. And this guy came over, Abdul, come over. Thanks, Abdul. Appreciate it, mm. and paid two hundred bucks for it. So that's really good. Maybe make some good luck matters or something. Yeah, like I know. That. It's gonna be amazing. Um, yeah. I've just been marking. Oh, I saw a play. 
um, Titus Adronomicus, whatever. I told you about it. Horrible yeah. play. Don't recommend it. Bell Shakespeare. So um, Bell, Michael Bell, whatever, has left Bell Shakespeare, and now another lady's taken over it, and she's just doing it way too weird. Just there was like lots of titties, and I don't know. I didn't like it. Tom liked it, but <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I wasn't a fan. So that's me done. Um, yeah. So SGC, SCGC. Yeah. Sydney Classic Gaming Group company. Yeah. Cool. What's this C stand for? I don't anyway, know. Yeah, that was on Sunday, so I was at John's house. That was pretty cool. Might stand for crew. Comp. Okay. How did that Sydney go? Do you win any games? Gaming. Maybe it's SCGG. Huh. Uh, did I win any games? I played. <laughs> I did not win any. Uh, Jack came, though. Jack enjoyed it. Oh, yeah, um, that's good. So that was fun. Uh, but, yeah, he had Monkey Ball, which is cool. Uh, Fantasy Star, no, Fantasy Zone. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking at it to see if it's SCG. It is SCGC. Sydney, oh, it's a club, yeah. Oh, okay. Sydney Classic Gaming Club. There that you makes go. sense. Mm. Um, but you can't join. <laughs> no, because it's, cl- it's full. It's full. Yeah. Um, actually, you probably could join. There's probably space. Maybe. Yeah, let me know if you want to join. Um, especially you, John. Yeah. And Mark. And Matt. Yeah. Actually, Matt probably listens to the podcast more than Mark. Anyway, um, yeah, so uh, there's that. Um, we played Lethal Enforcers on the Mega CD. That's not a very good game. Mm-hmm. Played Super Puzzle Fighter. Gem. Is it okay? I don't know any of these games. Yeah, that was all right. We didn't win um, any. Track and Field. Do you know Track and Field? That's mm-hmm. one of those like sport games where you have to jam on buttons and like run really fast. No. Uh, there's these buttons where you have to like jam like B and circle for like PlayStation controller and, yeah. that, and that's how you run. They're shit. I can't do it. Oh, I just really? can't Because your mass. thumbs are a bit funny. No, <laughs> oh, thumbs are a bit funny. No, I see. I, I'm precision fighting or like play puzzle games. Oh, okay. I just can't like sit there and jam on two buttons yeah. really fast. Um, so there was that. Yeah. But yeah, that was pretty cool. All right. Um, did that. Awesome. All right, I'm done. So should hmm. we... Play. Uh, I'm gonna play a song because we're, we're gonna do, like we're branching out to normal songs. Yeah. I'm gonna play you uh, "Ji Yoon Sunset" by City Girl. Enjoy the lo-fi. <laughs> lo-fi. Okay. Cool. Enjoy.
Alright, I hope you enjoyed that. I feel like it's a bit atmospheric and it's a nice little intro for when we're going to be talking about artificial intelligence um, with the story that we're talking about, which is called uh, Cat Pictures, Please. It's a story by Naomi Kritzia. Uh, she's a contemporary science fiction and fantasy writer based in Minnesota. And this story uh, won the 2016 Hugo and Locus Awards and was nominated for the Nebula Award. Excuse that plane coming over, interrupting me. It's very loud. <laughs> It's a plane. It's a plane. It's a plane. Uh, so she's also got a book coming out in 2019 called Catfishing on the Catnet, um, which is sort of an extension of the short story that we're reading, uh, sort of aimed for a teenager audience. Um, so some facts about her. Uh, she first wrote her first story when she was, she first submitted her story to an anthology when she was 15 to Marion Zimmer Bradley, who's quite a famous uh, fantasy author. Uh, it was rejected. Uh, she also uh, makes a good pie. She likes to make her own crust for pies. Um, and so she's also pretty uh, prevalent on uh, Twitter and everything. So I think if once we finish the podcast, I might send her a link to it and see if she wants to hear what type it. What does she make? I don't know. Just said she makes pies. Yep. Okay. Um, if she shares a, like, a, a good recipe, pie recipe for yeah. pie, we could make that and then review it as yeah, well. Yeah, I would love to make pie, like yeah. good pie. Yeah. Mm. Maybe it's like, a, no. <laughs> mm. yep. Um. Yeah, but maybe she like has her own secret like nana recipe about frost or something. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, no recipe about frost. Mm. Sounds amazing. All right. So she likes pies. Yep. She won awards. Yeah, so I think I saw this paper being recommended in like stories about AI because I'm doing a section of my thesis on artificial intelligence and this one came up as, as sort of like a notable yeah. story. Um, so I, I'm not super attached to the story, so if you're about to tear it apart, then I'm not going to take it personally. Oh. <laughs> I know you like really? uh, twisting my arm, but mm. I hadn't read the story before I recommended it, so mm. we're both reading it blindly. Mm. So you want to go first? Looks like you want to pick it apart. No, this is just my normal writing. I got like notes and stuff written on my my thing. Yes. Yeah. There's not that many notes. Um, I liked the story mm-hmm. from like just say it openly. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I also enjoyed how the computer, the AI, is not um, evil. Mm-hmm. It's almost a benevolent AI. Yeah, I think that's really rare. I like that too. Mm. I know what well, says it in the story yeah. that it's a benevolent AI. Like the AI recognizes that it is benevolent, yeah. and that's unusual. You know, there's um, Hal, Skynet, The Matrix. Um, in the real world, humans love stories about evil AIs that have to be destroyed before they destroy all humans. And Hal. Uh, Skynet, The Matrix, they outnumber the, uh, the stories about benevolent, trustworthy AIs by approximately 5 to 1. And I'm counting Marvin the Paranoid Android as benevolent in these calculations. And I'm only counting Frankenstein's monster as an AI once, not once per appearance in TV or film. <laughs> um, Frankenstein's monster, do you say that, think that that's an AI? Uh... That's pretty interesting. Let me think about it. Well... I guess it, in, a, in a way it could be. I guess it depends what you mean. I mean, AI can be put in any sort of vessel. AI just means, depends, there's two types of AI. There's specific AI and there's general AI. So generally when people are talking about AI, uh, they're talking about it specifically. And that could just be face recognition software, any kind of uh, machine learning program. So so people often confuse the two. Whereas general AI is more of a, uh, when we've reached the singularity kind of uh, reach, where it's more like what you expect from like a robot in sci-fi movies, thinking, feeling, you know, everything 
kind of the intelligence has surpassed uh, humans' Such intelligence. Yeah, we haven't yeah. got there yet, but a lot of different um, scientists predict in the next 20 to 50, sometimes 100 years, that, that we're going to reach it because mm. um, we're moving towards that. And so when, you know, so there's sort of two sort of aspects. And so I guess if she's kind of thinking of AI in a very kind of broad sense, you could think um, of Frankenstein's monster. But generally, Frankenstein, I thought, was made with the normal body parts and stuff as well. Yeah. Yeah, and then reanimated. Mm. So I don't know whether I agree with that. Um, but... I mean, it's the AI has its own definition of AI, I guess. Well, yeah. In the story. Yeah, but yeah, it's, it's the author. But yeah, it's, yeah. it is interesting. Um, I enjoyed the absurdity um, that started off. Um, so I'm reading this almost through a, a Camus lens. Mm-hmm. Um, the absurdity of recognizing that you've come into consciousness and all that the AI wants is cat pictures, enjoys cat pictures, doesn't know why it wants that, doesn't know how to really get that, and doesn't recognize, doesn't think that um, anyone else would be aware of its own existence mm. as well. Yeah. Like thinks that it's alone. Because it's so, limited, I think, in what it does. So it's sort of, I mean, the premise of the story is basically um, an AI, a sentient AI that exists, I think it just does normal data work it's mm-hmm. like its job and then it realizes it starts to gain more and more sentience and so it basically then tries to impact on humans lives in a, in a beneficial way yeah. but it's limited by certain things it can do like it, but can't it recognizes just... that it knows more about those humans yeah so it's learning all these different things about its hu- uh, humans interactions with computers yeah but yeah continue yeah it's... and then basically he tries to inter- he, she or he tries to interfere with certain humans lives to improve them and then yeah. realizes the futility sometimes of that task it's sort of mm-hmm. the it's sort of like he's trying to question how much of it a role he can have in, in improving human's life mm. yeah interesting the he pronoun I, I read this as a female yeah AI. you read it as a female AI yeah yeah I don't know why I read it as a female AI yeah I read it like an obsessive um, stalker boyfriend becoming to an AI I think there's definitely an aspect mm. of that obsessiveness like and I think that's the way they purposely started this like the story I was like I know what you eat I know where you slept I know where you're going I know what you're going to do I know what's better for you there's definitely an element of that kind of like yeah. creepy um, like nice guy off the internet you know what mm, I mean like mm. especially being like I know what's going to be better for you and I'll be able to fix it and I think that there's definitely some aspects of that as well yeah and the AI is trying to stop you um, not only making bad decisions but mm. to try and make you make good decisions so this is the bad faith judgment yes. aspect so it's trying to jump in and say well look I know that you actually would be better off in a job down the road so that's with um, Stacy the NGO yeah. bookkeeper so Stacy is a bookkeeper that um, is working extra hours. She's unhappy in her role. Um, she's sort of almost stuck in this this situation. So the AI chooses to try and show pop up adverts for you know career choices, different things, and then Stacy ends up writing um, her resume down. And yeah. the AI is like, oh, brilliant. Okay, now I've got it. I'll make sure that I've I've got the AI, um, this this resume and I'll push it out to the people that need to see it mm. but then gets frustrated with humans because you know um, what it, it says somewhere in here that um, it's it's confusing as to why people that are looking for someone as a bookkeeper why would you not hire one as fast as possible yeah rather than sitting on social media for hours <laughs> yeah which is so true yeah. like you know uh, people just procrastinate and do anything but the task that they are required to do sometimes. I love to that in like because so there's three really three people that um, the AI tries to help, right? So that's the bookkeeper, and yeah. the bookkeeper is successful. Yeah. So that's easy. And then there's Bob, 
the gay pastor. Yep. Um, so he's um, closet gay um, in a sort of uh, goes on sort of porn sites and stuff, but he's unable to come out. And, and the AI kind of thinks if he could just come out, he can live like a more authentic life. And but he's in this really religious community, so yep. you know um, the AI does stuff like trying to send certain um, oh tries to help him meet I guess through Grind or whatever through whatever dating app it mm. is Someone people that, that knows, knows him, him so yeah. that they could force him to come. Well, that's out. the last thing he did, but he also tries to show you know more liberal churches where the the pastor yeah. can exist in. Um, and uh, you know, coming out as a gay man and showing um, uh, statistics on the basis of how you can be happier um, coming out yep. rather than being um, uh, in the closet, and how being gay you're always gay. And uh, yeah, so really trying things. to persuade him yeah. um, to be you know happier. And then the then the other girl is one that he the AI finds really hard. What's her name? Bethany. 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 Um, writes long emails to her friends complaining about how she feels she's in a string of bad relationships um gets stood up by uh, a new guy that she ends up meeting because uh, the ai helps um and uh the problem there is when she's stood up bethany's first reaction is to write this long email saying how it made her feel and then the guy breaks up with her as well, so she's in this this situation. But and all, she spends all the money she earns, right? She's constantly oh, yeah. poor, and then just goes out and buys new shoes and stuff yeah. like that. And then the shoes are making her feel uncomfortable as well. So <laughs> she's just in this perpetual state yeah. of being unhappy with everything that she's potentially doing, yep. and the AI is getting frustrated about it. Um, the three of them have cats. Yeah. So this is the connection that the AI is trying to please them so that they <laughs> share more cat pictures. Yep. Um, mm. And I like that about it, that, you know, it's described in quite detail, the cats, like what colour yeah. they are and all this yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, and how it's, it's hard to take photos of black cats, which yep. is true. It is. Yes, yeah. Yeah, so I think all that's quite sweet, hmm. that hmm. aspect of it. Um, and then in the end, um, yeah, uh, the, there's a decision by the AI, because Bethany is so hard to help, they... The AI just stops interfering yeah, and it's gives like, up. No, stuff this, I'm not doing it anymore. Um, and then realizes a few months later that there is um, a cat picture which it finds on the internet, and it's Bob's cat. And Bob, the gay pastor, came out, is living with someone else, is actually working for a more liberal church far away, um, and all is well with Bob's life. So the actions that he did in pushing the algorithm of the dating app worked yeah um so the ai then creates its own dating app or dating site and um you just need to i'll read the end i'll set up a dating site you can fill out the questionnaire when you join it's not really necessary because i already know everything that you need to know you'll need a camera though because payment is in cat pictures <laughs> yep it's amazing yeah i thought that was really quite cute as well um, um yeah so i think that the story is sort of talking about a few different things. One of them is like how far do you go in, in, in kind of interfering in people's lives yeah. and the idea of, of knowing better, like you know what I mean? So the AI does know a lot about these people. The yeah. AI can make a difference but a lot of the time the AI was, I guess we just call it she, she was finding it hard because um, that individual doesn't always do what's best for them as well. So the idea that, you know, that we... That humanity is flawed in a sense that we'll keep making the same mistakes over and over again as well. Do you think? So you think? All right, so I want to talk about how the AI, like its intentionality, yeah. as well. We'll come on to that. But you think that 
the AI in helping the human, sometimes it's a futile effort. Yeah, but also, should it interfere? And should like, and I guess taking it out further, should we interfere with people that we know well, are that's, having that's issues? The, yeah, the connecting question. Like, yep. do you do you help other people? Yeah, and or how much do you help them? Or hmm. you know, and you and I play games where we do rhetorical, silly rhetorical questions all the time, and we discuss it, right? And one of them is one of the kind of common one is if you are aware um, that your best friend that is being cheated on by their partner, and you find out, and maybe it was just one time that they oh, got cheated yes, on, would you tell them right yeah. and so i thought we could talk about what you would do oh gosh okay so, I so let's say tom you find out tom's cheating on me would you tell me tom's cheating on you yeah but one time he comes up and tells you it's only one time i'm never going to do it again please don't tell her okay well so the, there's three choices i think mm-hmm. you either do nothing yeah you say to the person you give them an ultimatum so you try and push. Make them to tell. Yep. So that's, that's I think, grouped with telling as well. Yeah. Because it's a roundabout way of telling. Yeah. Or you just tell them straight away, right? That's the third option. Well, that's, that's yeah, the third yeah. option. Yeah. Now, do I... Hmm. So I, I know that you're in a monogamous relationship. Yeah. Okay. So there's no, like, like weird, like, we're having a break kind of thing. Like, you would know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're not in a Sarge, <laughs> no, Simone de Beauvoir Definitely type not. of relationship. No. no? Okay. Hmm. I'd like to think that I would tell. Yeah. I'd like to think that I would. Okay. Yeah. You don't think it's a black... It's not like a, an instinctive, of course I would tell you kind of thing. Because for me, it's pretty quick. I'd tell you straight away. No, I think there's a reality of the situation that it's just awkward. It's it's uncomfortable. Is it your place? Is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah. But what? I suppose I could find another podcast host to host another question. <laughs> <laughs> Warp, warp zone two. <laughs> you know, because you, you, you could get angry. Like it could be, um, you know, you could not believe what I was saying. Yeah. Does that thing? You know, you're going to side with your partner. You're with your partner so longer then, than I am. Yeah, <laughs> with Tom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom. Yeah. yeah. So you're with Tom longer than you've been longer. with Tom. No, 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 no. I mean, <laughs> I in, in mean. through the week, like you spend more time with him. Yeah. So it could warp. Yeah. Uh, it could warp the situation. Like he could uh, manipulate the situation if he was doing that. So you mean he could say, "Oh, I, that's not true. Ben's just making it up." Yeah. I would never think you would make something up like that, though. I'm too stupid to. <laughs> <laughs> I would tell you, I think yeah. straight away. Mm, and I told Jody, same vice versa. I told Jody straight mm. away. I think that's the right thing to do. Mm. But would I tell my neighbour? No, right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you push it and then. No, I don't think I would. Because I feel like I wouldn't know enough information. Mm. You know the context and are they definitely cheating. Maybe they've got an open relationship, right? Yeah. Wouldn't make that assumption. Yeah, it's hard. Are there any other questions like that? Like when you interfere. I mean, has there ever been a situation where you think you have overstepped it? Like you have interfered too much and it's backfired? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and the friendship was broken three ways. So Mm. that's happened. And two people involved are still friends. And I'm not friends, (laughs) which is weird. Yeah. Um, But then, okay, so there's the canal aspect of the fall. Where, okay, so you've gone to help someone, and this is what really this is about. Yeah. yeah? So, can you act of benevolence without getting any payment? Now, the AI here is requiring payment. 
Mm-hmm. So there's always the, a transaction. The AI is not benevolent. Yeah. The AI is uh, like the, the the cost doesn't seem that high because cat pictures. Everyone thinks that that's a cute commodity, yeah. Mm. So it's not actually looked at as anything higher than than that. But what if it was um, a lewd picture? What if it was a picture? Send that, nudes. <laughs> send nudes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What if it was a picture, you know, of child pornography? What if it was a picture, you know, and then so you push the boundary further and further and further. Yeah. How big is the scapegoat that, that you accept? Now, for the individual, um, so with the fall, jumping into the canal, the guy, Jean-Baptiste, doesn't act because he recognises that there is a potential that he's going to die. So would you jump in? So you mean, would I jump in to save a woman? Yeah, so you're walking yeah, through Amsterdam. No, you know that the canals are... Uh, you know, are really dangerous. I have. I've done it before. I've gone out to rescue somebody who's drowning. Yeah. When I was in Ballina, who was like an older man, and he almost pulled me down with it, but I but went that's out. that's in the beach, yeah? Yeah, there's no one else there. Okay, yeah, but that's that's not a dangerous situation. No, it definitely beach. was, because he was so um, so much larger than me, he could have easily drowned me and pulled me down. Yeah. That's what a lot of people do when you're rescuing them. They dunk yeah, you yeah. and you can't breathe. Yeah. So. But with the, um, the canals, it's dark. It's got, you know, um, poisonous chemicals and everything in there. Yeah, it's still, sharp objects. We've definitely done it. I don't think the majority of people would do it. I've done it for pigeons. I've just stopped in the middle of the road, like on busy highways, and yeah, walked and out I've and done, got a pigeon from the middle of the road yeah, and stuff like that and just put my hand off. Yeah. yeah, and I've done the same thing for cats or Yeah, you know, so animals. I would do it for a human as well. Hmm. You don't think so? You would? Okay, so Wonderland. Is it Wonderland where that incident happened? Or was, um, what incident? Up in Queensland. Oh, Dreamworld. Dreamworld. Yeah, I think okay. so. White water, water rapids. Yeah. Alright, so you've got this machine and this this water there, and the people fall out of it and start getting chewed up alive. Would and I jump in and try? No one jump in. Yeah. No one. I think it just depends. Sometimes I'm very quick, my instincts just kick in, I'll jump straight in. Hmm. But if it was like a lost cause. Oh, how do you make that judgment call? Like, okay, how, burning, there's people, and there's a fire, and they're mm. burning down, and the fire's obviously, like, stage 10 inferno shit. I would not run into the building. Mm. I would wait for the authorities to arrive, arrive mm. because I just, I guess I would weigh up the risk for my life, and if it was pretty much an assured death, I would do it. But if it was 50%, I maybe would do yeah. it. Does that make sense? Yeah, and that's a judgment call yeah. that we make, yeah? So it's very hard to make an assessment based upon those judgment calls. Yeah. Now, how much of it is um, you wanting to rescue that person as opposed to how much of it is people thinking bad of you if you don't rescue that person i don't really think about that though when i try and help people what other people think but i do it because i feel good for myself so i'm not saying yeah. it's altruistic yeah so I'm there, saying is, still there is still payment, payment. Yeah. yeah but it's less about what other people think does that make sense hmm. um, but i don't think anybody ever does anything without a reason right or without some sort of payment i don't know i don't know I had this this week about a TV I picked up. Yeah. And another TV. So I had a TV blow up, which is my Bang & Olsen, right? Yeah. And then on the internet, a Bang & Olsen I saw was dead. And it came up on Facebook. I organized to the guy to pick it up. I then look on the Game System Discord and I see um, Captain Kong. So Matt with one, mm-hmm. one T. He wanted the TV, but he has no Facebook. I'm like, oh, fuck, this is awkward. So I sent him a message. I'm like, um, and I was talking to Jody about it. I'm like, well... Do I give him the TV? I don't owe him anything. Mm-hmm. I contacted you know the guy he wants prior. Yeah. He wants it. I've got five TVs. I don't really need another TV. Yeah. 
So I spoke to him, I'm like, now I'm gonna have two broken TVs, are you gonna fix the other TV? He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm just gonna try and fix it. I'm like, oh, cool, could you, you reckon you could fix mine if I bring you both? He's like, yeah, yeah, cool. So now like, there's a, almost a transaction, mm -hmm. right? I feel good because I've given the broken TV to someone and I'm schlepping yeah, yeah. all the way to fucking Newcastle to pick it up. Yeah. Um, but, you know, how much of it is altruistic? Um, but did you offer to give it to him before you knew he'd be able to fix them both? Yeah. Well then... Yeah, but I like I knew that he, he was okay with soldering iron. I didn't think that he'd fixed TVs before. It turns out he has. I had no idea. So it's like a um unexpected benefit from the transaction. Yeah, which is kinda cool actually. He's fixed the black and yeah. white TV before, which is like old school TVs and he's played around with them and stuff. But would the payoff be for you kind of would you have felt guilty if you just kept the TV and not mentioned it? I think so. Yeah. I think that's the payoff. Yeah. That I don't want to feel that guilt. And that's the whole thing about John Baptiste. Yeah. So he doesn't want to feel the guilt anymore mm. of not jumping in, even yeah. though he knows potentially he would have died. But if you take away the guilt for the AI, we take, bring it back to the story. I mean, the AI doesn't care about those people. We assume that it has no feelings. No, right? no yeah, but the AI cares conscious. about cat pictures. But she could get it any other way. She could get the cat pictures by just plowing into it. She always wants more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's, she's insatiable. Couldn't she blackmail the person as well? Yeah. So I wonder where it's trying to do things in a good way. Yeah, that it comes thinks from. that it's. It probably thinks that it's easier to be benevolent than it is to be manipulative. Really, be a lot easier to say, "I have all your bank information. I'll it's give it all to somebody else." Do you think that those? If um, you don't send me, take a thousand cash. Those, those, um, you know, oh, I'm, I'm part of this country and oh, yeah. prince my name has is left a, you. My name is Mahfouz. Yeah, yeah. From, this, from this Nigeria. prince has left you three hundred and two million US dollars yeah. ready in your bank account. I make cat pictures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, I don't know. I, I think it's an interesting question. I mean, can we teach an AI to have like empathy or altruistic ideas or, you know, like what, what will these AIs be like? I think it's an interesting question. Hmm. Well, so the, um, facticity and then subjectivity. So I just think it needs subjectivity. It needs to be able to think of its own potentialities. Which this robot can, those AI can. Yeah, once, once something thinks of its own poten potentialities, I think that you can classify it as a being. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be a human being, but it can be a being nevertheless. So once it recognizes it, does the Kagito or whatever? Kagito, it goes beyond the Kagito and thinks, I think therefore I am, okay, and now I think that I can potentially be something. Yeah. Right? So, so it's the potentiality of Yeah, yeah, Dasein, being, whatever it is. Yeah. So that, that's what I think it is to be human. Uh, or whether it is mm. to be being. Mm. So, what else did you like about the story? I mm. didn't like it. Uh, I didn't not like anything about it. Oh, I, I thought you were just teasing me to say that you're going to talk about. Yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah I, I was. In the precursor to this, I was riling Tara up, saying, <laughs> "Oh, do you really think that female characters have been looked at? Do you really yeah. think?" You know? um, I think that this is really good. Yeah, I thought it was a good story. I thought as well. it was wonderful. I think it's it's well written. Um, I enjoyed it. I would definitely read anything by Naomi Kritzer yeah. again. Um, I liked how it was worded in the first person mm. from the AI perspective. Yep. And it wasn't this removed, I know I rag on Ellison, but he's, some of his writing style, it's like it's written from a removed perspective and then it gets into the person talking. Mm -hmm. So there's this first person and then this first person removed. Just mm -hmm. make it all first person like this. This is a better style i think than like some it. of his, his work yeah. yeah um rather than going you know you've got the the super narrative 
and then you've got the speech narrative and mm-hmm. then yeah, yeah, um, yeah. you know interchangeable narratives mm. that are inside. I liked it. I think it read to me almost like that it was made more for teenage audience though. I read thought it was just maybe a little bit more um, like especially the beginning. But I think the robot's quite infantile as well. So mm. that's why the speech yeah. is a little bit like childlike. Yeah. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I get that. It's um, discovering its way in the world. Yeah. No, I thought it was a cool cool kind of premise. Um, I, I think it's refreshing to see benevolent AI because mm. we do see a lot of the, you know, Terminator coming destroy yeah. and they have to be, you know, iRobot kind mm. of um, sort of shtick. And I think it's nice to see what that might look like. Um, and I think I'll be interested to see what her her book's like. Um, yeah, so what's she doing? She's developing this into... Yeah, it's called um, Cat Fishing on the Catnet, I think it's called, the title of the book. <laughs> okay. It's about um, these teenagers that uh, interact with each other and one of them's an AI, and they don't realise. Oh, really? Yeah, it's kind of a cool premise. So oh, I guess they're cool. chatting on the Facebook or whatever yeah. and they're not realising it's an AI. Yeah, okay. So it'll be interesting. But it's so if it's about a teenagers... For teenagers. Yeah, so I think maybe that's her, her target yeah, audience. But that's possible. okay. Um, you don't have to have in-depth, um, you know, philosophical or psychological elements to mm. every single story yeah. like this. I think that there is something to the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy style yeah. of writing, which is written for a younger audience, but has these deep elements to it, um, which are well worth discussing and engaging with. And yeah. they're influential. Um, mm. I like that kind of creepy nar- narrat- narrative voice as well, being yeah. just like... I know what you're doing. Because I think it kind of, it also feeds into our paranoia of the, the internet that there yeah. is somebody that can watch us through the webcam, can, you know, mm. do that sort of stuff. So I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's also, funny the porn thing as well. Oh, yeah. Right at the, the start. What does it say? The, I know that you watch a lot of porn or something. Yeah, I know. You, um, yeah, and there's quite a few things that no one's made of porn yet. Also, I'm really not sure why many humans prefer it to cat pictures. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Just yeah. confusion as to and why. And also, like, I know about hen tapes and hentai, stuff like that. Yeah. Hentai. <laughs> so why do humans like porn instead of cat pictures? That's weird <laughs> to the, the AI. Yeah. It is such an innocent thing to say. Yeah, yeah. definitely. No, it's cool. All right, should we rate it? Yeah. Out of cat pictures? Out of, out of cat pictures. Yeah. yeah 10 out of 10 cat pictures. Uh, that's, not, that's what we'll oh, rate it out of. It's okay. not necessarily... I don't think I'm going to give it 10. I think I'd give it 8 out of 10 cat pictures. I give it 9. Yeah, you really like it. Yeah, I, I really like it. I, I like the absurdity of it. Um, I like the aspect of, um, you know, whether you can be actually benevolent or not, and I think that that could be explored further. Mm. Um, so I'm really interested, actually, to read her, her later work. Yeah. Um, and I think it's it's worth worthwhile reading. Awesome. No, I, I liked it as well. I think it's a refreshing concept. I think that whilst I found the narrative voice maybe a little bit childish at times, it kind of fits in with the character. Mm. Um, I liked... Uh, the idea of yeah, how much can you help people? Because it's a question I sometimes ask as well. As someone that often does get probably a bit too involved in other people's business, cats yeah. and cats. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, but you know, it's like, well, should I take another cat on? You know, you have to yeah. make those decisions all the time. Yeah. Uh, and there's not really any benefit. Yeah. <laughs> except yeah. for to the cat, and that yeah. I feel better. You know, so I guess it's to me, it's if I've been asked, right? Because mm. like, I obviously could go out to the streets and grab one of those cats, any yeah. cat, right? Yeah. But I don't. But if someone says, can you do this? Hmm. Then it's kind of, it's one more degree. It's a reaction to the other person. Exactly. So you want to do both. And, you know, and I try not to ask too much of other people for that same reason. Hmm. Hmm. Um, Yeah, excellent. All right. So next week we're going to do a kind of similar but different story, Hmm. uh, which is sort of about uh, uh, kind of... um, a building in a post-apocalyptic scenario that still runs on the kind of AI aspects without people being around. Apocalyptic. This is Ray Bradbury's um, Softly Comes the Rain. Okay. I think it's called. Yeah, cool. Yep. 
it's going to be cool. Uh, and then we'll organise some sort of schedule after that as well. It's been a bit week by week at the moment. Yeah. But yeah. We're going to do some games soon. We definitely need to amp the game. Yeah. It's yeah. been a lot of stories. Mm. That's uh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, if, any suggestions? And we're going to definitely reach out. I'm going to send uh, Naomi a message and just say, check out our podcast. So maybe she'll have some feedback for us. That'd be nice. Yeah. Yeah. I hope she enjoys our critique of it. Um, in closing, enjoy the Cat Empire's misery, which fits into the miserable aspect of the humans in this story. And it's by the Cat Empire. Yay. So it's a simple pun. <laughs> mm. Enjoy. Bye. Bye. Have you ever been so happy that you said that the lines turn to stars and the stars become eyes and the low cycle rise and the laughs are the sides and the show disappears with a note until next time?